Jazzcast Pros. You know, I've been thinking about self-care and the word itself, I feel like gets a, it gets a bad rap. You know, people are all self-cared out. <laughs> and I thought that it would be a great idea to talk about just ways in which we can exercise self-care. Like, what does it really look like? And so today I'm going to go over 10 steps for self-care. Self-care is doing the things that you need to do or can do for yourself so that you can help others. You know, listen, if I don't get my hair cut, you know, once a week, if I'm not sitting in that barber chair, something's not right. I don't feel well. There's something deeper than just getting your hair done. There's more to it than that. Maybe it's time away from the house. Maybe that's the only time that you get where it's just you taking care of you. Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life. I'm your host, Kelly Marie, and I invite you to take this journey with me. We're going to be talking about all things mental health and emotional well-being. You see, I am a overcomer. If you are interested in figuring out the path for you to determine how and where you will drive your future, this is the place to be. We get to determine the ride. We may not get to determine the weather or who's on the road with us or if it's going to be a scenic route or not, but we are the drivers. So join me on this ride, Living the Front Seat Life. Today, I'm going to go over 10 steps for self-care. They're not really steps or levels. They're just tips. My reason, again, for doing this is when I'm talking to folks, they don't know how to exercise self-care. The conversation is often, you know, about getting hair done or, you know, going to the barbershop, getting your nails done, putting on a nice new outfit. And those things feel good, but they're surface level. Self-care is really about pouring into yourself and responding to the world in a way that still pours into you so that you can continue to give to others. I've talked about the mask, um, self-care mask and the difference between self-care, selfishness and selflessness. And we're talking about the self-care piece. Again, using the example from the airplane, you know, there's turbulence, the mask drops down, you put the mask on yourself before you help other people. That's self-care, right? You're putting the mask on you first so that you can help others. It's not selfishness. Selfish, using that same example, selfishness is the masks fall down, you put the mask on yourself, and you sit back and watch everybody die because they can't get their masks on fast enough. When you're fully capable of helping someone and it has no bearing on your health, it has no bearing on your status in life. You know what I mean? You're you're still breathing. You have the mask on yourself. Selfishness, which is where many people think self-care lives. Selfishness or selflessness is when you have the mask in your hand and you start putting masks on other people and you never put the mask on yourself. So you get to help one or two people and you feel great in the moment helping those one or two folks. But then your body can't sustain itself because it does not have on a mask. You need to have one on too. So thankfully, you know, we're not in this turbulent emergent situation where the the plane is in distress. But 
oftentimes, you know, you find yourself in a position of, do you put the mask on yourself first or not? So going back to haircuts and beauty shops, those are great. But when it comes to putting the mask on, those aren't really the things that fall in that mask category. Now, you might need to dig a little deeper because I, I know some of you are going to say, Kelly, if I don't get my hair done, I'm not right. You know, listen, if I don't get my hair cut, you know, once a week, if I'm not sitting in that barber chair, something's not right. I don't feel well. That's different. There's something deeper than just getting your hair done. There's more to it than that. Maybe it's time away from the house. Maybe that's the only time that you get where it's just you taking care of you. Maybe that's the one chance you you get where you're able to talk to folks who really understand what you're going through. So if in your self-care repertoire, you know, you're thinking that that's it, you know, new outfit or new, you know, hairdo or just getting the hair, getting your hair done, is that it's more than that. There are plenty of healthy, happy people who have never been in a barbershop, who have never been in a beauty salon, right? So it's more than just that surface level thing. Those things are great and can contribute to your your health, your self-care, your how you feel about yourself, but they are not generally speaking self-care items. So I want to break down these 10 steps and listen, not to knock anybody that is, you know, regularly going to the shop. The barbers and beauticians need your support. They are small businesses. They count on you being in that chair. So I'm not saying don't go get your hair done. Please continue to do that. Wear your mask and continue to be safe. But I'm not saying don't go do those things anymore to exercise self-care. So the first thing is be kind to yourself, right? We are so judgmental, more towards ourselves than other people. We're hard on ourselves. It's not easy to not be judgmental towards yourself. Now, some folks have already, you know, kind of mastered this piece and kudos to you guys. God bless you. But for the rest of us, we deal with self-talk. We deal with, you know, harsh images of ourselves that we have implanted into our brains. Nothing that someone else has said, but it's something that we have, you know, we, we hold against ourselves. So be kind to yourself, not just when it comes to these 10 steps, but to everything in life. It is all right to be kind and gentle with you. Next step, just number two. Number one is be kind to yourself. Number two, say exactly what you mean. I cannot tell you how easy it is to squash things in advance when you just say what you mean. It may not be easy. It may be a tough conversation, but you don't have to worry about, oh man, did I say the right thing? Should I have not said that? If you just say what you mean, it eliminates so many issues and so much possible drama, misunderstandings, relationship issues. If you say what you mean to begin with, and again, it may take practice for you to get comfortable saying exactly what you mean. First of all, you need to know what it is you want to say before you can say what you mean, right? So there is some work that you may need to do in order to get to that point of saying exactly what it is you mean. There's no reason to retract. There's no reason to go back or explain. If you say what you mean, people know you said exactly what you mean and you mean what you say. There is no confusion, right? Step number three, if it feels wrong, don't do it. Now, here's the thing. Yes, I just said if it feels wrong, don't do it. But there's a difference between being uneasy, you know, something feeling uneasy or or causing you a little anxiety, 
and feeling wrong. You know, feeling nervous about something is not the same thing as feeling it feeling wrong. You might be fearful of doing something, not the same as it feeling wrong. So I don't want you to get caught up in the I can't do things because it doesn't feel good. Feeling good is not the same as feeling right. There are many things that feel good that are wrong for us, right? So I want you to to think about that. If it feels wrong, don't do it. Again, we're talking about self-care. Step number four, never speak bad about yourself. Now, self-talk is a mean thing. To stop and think about how many times you have said something bad about yourself internally and also externally. I'm good at this. You know, somebody give me a compliment and, you know, I'll say something negative to make the compliment less effective or, you know, have less meaning, right? Please don't. Never speak bad about yourself. Start speaking positivity. Start speaking joy. Start speaking life to you about you. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. You. There's someone um, that I want to, I've already invited them to be a guest on the podcast. And by already invited, I mean, as I was getting ready to press record, I sent a text message. So I think they're going to say yes. Um, My hope is that they will, but I want them to talk about what it means to speak life, to speak positivity into your life. So more to come on that. Maybe they will respond while we're recording and then I can announce that they're coming. We'll see. Okay, so never speak bad about yourself. Step number five, never give up on your dreams. I talk to so many people and I've had to check myself on this too, but You know, we get to a certain age and we feel like we're too old to do a thing. We have kids and we can no longer, you know, we don't have the amount of money that we used to to be able to travel or to explore, to try new things. Listen, never give up on your dreams. What did you always want to do? I was talking to someone who is older, we're about the same age, and they want to go to med school. Yeah, it takes 10 years, but once you're done, you're done. Like, why give up on that dream? If that is what you've always wanted to do, pursue that dream. You never know what is waiting for you just by taking that step. With that in mind, don't be afraid to say yes. That's step number six. Don't be afraid to say yes. Don't be afraid to say yes to yourself. That ties right into never giving up on your dreams, right? And don't be afraid to say yes to others. Again, going back to step three, you know, if it feels wrong, don't do it. Say yes. Don't be afraid to say yes. That fear is not the same as something feeling wrong. So don't be afraid to open up to new experiences, to have new opportunities to enjoy life. Number seven, don't be afraid to say no. I know I just said don't be afraid to say yes, but also Don't be afraid to say no. You don't want to be a yes man, but you have to cultivate the no. No is a complete and whole sentence. You don't need to explain anything else. No is no. Get used to saying it. There is, I wish I knew which episode it is, but you can go back through and probably look at the titles and figure out which one it is. But I talk about the power of no. Don't be afraid to use the word. Again, if you're saying exactly what you mean, 
and you say no, people will know that that no means no. If you say exactly what you mean and you say yes, people will be excited to get that yes from you because they know you say exactly what you mean. You see how some of these steps kind of tie into each other? Number eight, let go of what you can't control. Ooh-wee, ooh-wee. Let me tell you, letting go of what you can't control is not walking away from things, but it's about understanding that you cannot fix everything. It's not for you to fix. It's not for you to change. It's for you to just live in the moment. It's for you to view, to absorb, to maybe be there for someone else. You can't control it all. All you can control is you and your actions. There are going to be so many things yet to come that you cannot control. They are out of your control. And the more energy you give to this thing that you can't control, the more out of alignment you end up because you're working so hard to control a thing. You're not able to focus on what's right in front of you. So let go of what you can't control. Number nine, and this is a good one. If you thought letting go of what you can't control was good, this one is is really the kicker. Stay away from drama and negativity. That'll preach. Let me tell you. Uh, my life is boring and I am okay with that. I still, you know, I have fun, but there's nobody blowing up my phone. There's nobody knocking on my door. I don't have to worry about somebody calling me out in the grocery store. Like my life is pretty plain and I don't take on other people's issues. I help folks as much as I can, right? I, I work with people on a one-on-one basis to help them with their issues. I'm here for my family and my friends, right? But I don't do drama and I don't do negativity. I have enough issues with negativity all on my own, right? So I don't need to be around folks that are filled with drama or filled with negativity. Definitely when you talk about if it feels wrong, don't do it. If it feels like this is going to be filled with drama or negativity, I won't be there. You can just expect to not see me because here's the thing. We can spend all of our energy in these dramatic situations that don't need to usually be drama filled. Just the players within the situation make it more, more dramatic. And the same thing with negativity, right? There is too much beauty in the world to focus on the negativity. There's too much negativity in the world to give it any more energy. What you feed will grow. That's a saying you may or may not have heard of, but what you feed grows. And and that is really speaking to your internal dialogue and um, the things you surround yourself with, right? If you only feed yourself negativity, that's what's going to grow. If you stay in situations filled with drama, that's what's going to grow. That's where your energy is growing. What you feed grows. That probably is a whole podcast in and of itself, but I will leave that as a step for now. And the last step is love. That's it. Love. What do you mean, Kelly? That's a step? Yes, love is a action verb. It is more than a feeling. It is more than butterflies in your stomach. Love is an action word. There's this book that I read pretty often and I want to read just a piece of it to you because it really speaks to what love is. This is love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. 
It doesn't dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So when you are talking about self-care, yes, it's the Bible. Okay, it, I wasn't trying to, you know, be cryptic or anything, but that is from First uh, Corinthians chapter 13. When you are considering what self-care is, self-care is wrapped in love. When you think about your relationships and, and those that you care about and all you do for them, patient, being kind, not envious, not boasting, not proud, right? It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking, it's not self-serving, not easily angered. These are things that we exhibit towards others all of the time. It's time to exhibit those things to ourselves. It is the ultimate form of self-care, love. So I encourage you in this next week to take some time and focus on these 10 steps. If you can't remember any of them, remember love. Love yourself always. And until the next time, be the light. If you are in need of someone to talk to, you're in crisis, please call the National Suicide Prevention Helpline. They are there not just if you're suicidal, but if you need an ear to hear. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to. You can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Or you can text HELP to 741 741. Now, both of those numbers are staffed 24 hours a day, seven days a week with crisis counselors. It is free. They are confidential. You can call them or text them if you're in need. Until the next time, again, I encourage you to be the light and remember love. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.